Yo, what's going on? Appreciate y'all tuning in uh, for an episode of the Blizzard's Ignorant Podcast. This podcast is a little bit different than what I normally do. Uh, typically, uh, I'm either um, recording with a guest or recording by myself with audio equipment. Uh, since the pandemic, I've been able to do my interviews via Zoom. And today, I'm doing it live, man. I'm doing it live just myself. Um, I haven't done a podcast with just me on it since the pandemic i think i've done a total of 19 episodes um since the pandemic started um and it's all had guests so i appreciate everybody has downloaded the podcast listened to the podcast gave me feedback on the podcast it's all dope um i will not continue uh without giving props and a special thanks to everyone who joined the podcast since the pandemic and I will give them a shout out. Uh, shout out to Mike E. Winfield. Shout out to Ryan Davis. Shout out to Marvin Hunter. Shout out. Shout out to Bodacious. Shout out to Dominique. Shout out to Elu. Shout out to Tone X. Uh, shout out to Rodney Perry. Shout out to Maranzio Vance. Shout out to B Dot. Shout out to uh, Damian Johnson. Shout out to Ture. Shout out to Ali Sadiq. Shout out to Sydney Castillo. Shout out to Lavar Walker. Shout out to JJ Williamson. Shout out to Darren Brand. Shout out to Lamont King. Shout out to T.I. Smart Young. Um, I think I got everybody, um, but I appreciate uh, them tuning in and uh, and being part of the uh, the podcast experience. Um, this is interactive, so you know I'm on three different platforms right now. Y'all want to comment, or criticize, or do whatever y'all want to do. Go ahead and put the comments in. I'll read them as I go. If they pop up, if they don't. You know, we'll do it another way, but um, this audio will also be uploaded to uh, my platform. But um, just want to chop it up with y'all, man, today. See how things is going with y'all, man. Um, you know, we still in the middle of this pandemic. Um, surprisingly, man, I see people chopping it up like you know, stuff is sweet. Like, like we really don't have a problem. Um, I was driving downtown Charlotte um, earlier this week, and um, I just happened to drive past a bar, and um, man. That, bar was jam-packed this was two o'clock in the afternoon par with bar was jam-packed i don't know if people was in there eat lunch or whatever but it was packed it had people outside on the patio area patio was packed bar was packed inside i i drove past but i didn't see one mask and i mean not not one so i don't know what's gonna happen i mean you know we in september the weather about to change you know people's immune system is about to drop down a little bit Numbers must start rising up. Like, who knows what's going to happen? You know what I mean? I'm just sitting back waiting, but I'm still trying to follow the process, do what I'm supposed to do when it comes to following the rules, wearing on my mask when I'm supposed to. Um, but, you know, people going to live and learn. You know, um, you know, God bless everybody that's come down with the virus. I got some personal friends that came down with the virus. They've quarantined for their 14 days, seen to come out at perfectly well, had some uh, comedian compadres of mine was actually in hospitals and trying to recover and they came out clean and everything like that. So, you know, props to them, but you know, people take care of yourself, man. Like don't get caught up in this madness, man. And, um, you know, go down this path thinking that everything is sweet and everything won't happen. But, you know, a couple of things I'm going to talk about on the, on the podcast this week, man. One thing that caught my attention was, um, this Roy Jones Jr. And Mike Tyson battle It's supposed to happen now. They're supposed to be slated to fight. Um, in addition, I think um, Logan Paul is supposed to fight uh, Floyd Mayweather. Um, I don't think I'm gonna buy any more Floyd Mayweather's fights. Like I don't, I don't see that being 
something that I'll partake in or give any money to. Like, um, because right now, I mean, this would be if he fights Logan Paul, that'll be the second fight that he's not actually actually not fighting a boxer. Um, and I feel like um, you know, Floyd a bad dude. I mean, I'm not gonna take anything away from that dude, but you know, you um knowing how old you are and how long in the tooth you are in a boxing ring and you still trying to get a bag and call it boxing when you're not boxing a fighter you're boxing someone else outside of the boxing realm um you know conor mcgregor even though conor mcgregor held his own with one of the most elite defensive uh boxes of all time um you wasn't a boxer did, did, I mean, Conor McGregor didn't grow up in the boxing uh, gym learning the craft of boxing. So, you know, unless you fighting a boxer, I don't want to see that, Floyd. I, I'm not paying my pay-per-view money or, you know, putting money towards something that's just like a a fiasco. You know, same thing with um the Mike Tyson thing now and Roy. They both boxers. And Roy Jones Jr., don't get me wrong. In his heyday, Roy Jones was that dude. I mean, he was that dude until he fought Antonio Tarver. Antonio Tarver touched him. That was it. Everybody saw that there was a chink in the armor. They saw he can get beat. Granted, he got beat before that. It was a little controversial with Montel Griffin. He got a little, you know, he got got uh, got disqualified. Um, and he came back the very next match. Beat Montel Griffin in the first round, got his belt back. And then he came out with a song, Y'all Must Have Forgot. Y'all Must Have Forgot. If y'all don't know that song, go on YouTube, look up Roy Jones Jr., Y'all Must Have Forgot. One of the funniest songs I ever heard in my life. And every time I hear it, I bust out laughing. But in one of those lines, he said he gave Montel Griffin a whooping. That's, that's what he did. He gave Montel Griffin a whooping in the first round, which was hilarious. Now, what I will what I will say is um, what, what I will say is this. Roy Jones has come out and said that he doesn't know if he made the right decision when it came to uh, fighting Mike Tyson. Like he didn't know like like it was supposed to be exhibition, like they were supposed to get in the ring and chop it up for some rounds for money, like for for the broadcast. And. It was all well and good when they first came out with it. Now, now I'll, I'll preface it with this. Roy, when you was in boxing, you went up to the heavyweight realm once or twice. I think you went up to the heavyweight. You fought somebody that was heavyweight, but they was like a light heavyweight. They wasn't like, you know, they was heavyweight, but they was like right on the cusp of light heavyweight and, and heavyweight. Um, and then you went to, you went back down to, to your normal weight class. Now, you been out of boxing for a minute. Mike Tyson been out of boxing longer than you have, and yet you feel like you want to get in the ring with Mike Tyson. Like, you must have forgot who the hell Mike Tyson is. Like, why would you even think? And then, so after they made this deal to do the fight, they start interviewing Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson was, like, basically talking about what he was going to do to Roy Jones junior in the ring and it wasn't sounding nice at all and i'm going this man is an animal this dude is uh that's his realm like that's where he gets his energy inside the ring 
So how do you think when that dude hear that bell that he going to be able to differentiate from him just trying to destroy the opponent that's in front of him? Now, Roy's background in boxing is he's a pugilist. Like he he he's fast. Well, he was. He was fast. He was good with the motion. He had good defense and his jab could keep people off of him. He had good combinations. He, the dude was the dude was fast. Like you could not see where this dude's punches was coming from. But Mike Tyson don't fight like that. Mike Tyson come full blast. He come at you um, full speed and he, he come in with the power. And exhibition and not Mike trying to knock people out. So like I don't understand. And like like Roy at the end of his career, I think Roy didn't got knocked out every single fight in his last like in maybe his last four fights i think roy roy jones got knocked out one i would i wouldn't even watch like any more of them because i just got tired of seeing roy getting knocked down because like once he once he got clocked like once he was out i think once antonio tarver hit him i think his jaw got weak like i feel like he just had like a weakness as far as once he got hit he was easy to easily get knocked out but roy won't last 40 seconds that's just my honest to God opinion. Like, and I don't care how old Mike Tyson is. I don't care if Mike Tyson was 60 years old. Um, to see that dude throw a body shot in a sparring session scares the shit out of me. Like, I, I would not even come close to thinking that it was okay to get into the ring with um with Mike Tyson. So I think that battle is gonna get canceled. Um, Roy is on something else. Um, nobody wants to see this fight. I, I mean, I'm, people want to see uh, Roy Jones Jr. get knocked out, maybe because there's nobody in their right mind that ever, would ever think that Roy Jones Jr. Uh, against Mike Tyson, even a fat Mike Tyson, like even if Mike Tyson had the gut that he had, like if he was big as he was when he was in the uh, Hangover movie, if Mike Tyson was that fat. I still don't think Roy Jones Jr. and Roy Jones Jr. was in the best shape of his life. I still don't think Roy Jones Jr. could, could beat Mike Tyson. So um, I want Mike Tyson to come in the ring looking like Larry Holmes did when, when Mike Tyson beat Larry Holmes. Like he was like just old and out of the way and just sloppy looking. You know what I mean? I want him to look that, but he don't even, Mike Tyson don't even look like that. Mike Tyson looked like he was like, like he, this dude been training. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm 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 upset that they started it and now they won't finish it. But even if they do end up finishing it, I just don't feel like it'll be a it'll be beneficial for Roy. Like Roy can't really get hurt in there because he's gonna walk in there scared and um and Mike ain't gonna be scared. Mike gonna knock that dude out. So I feel like that wasn't a good a good situation. Um, everybody else, uh, school has started, and I believe that uh people are into this. This virtual school, uh, my kids had my kids, my kids' school system. They gave us a choice, like it was a choice in in, uh, in South Carolina, where uh, you know you can either physically send your kids to school, or you know you can um, you can homeschool them. And um, once they gave us the choice, I was like, "Look, that ain't even no brainer. Y'all not going to school, you know what I mean?" But believe it or not, man, like this has been. I think this is the fourth week. This might be the fourth week um, they in school and they send us reports like status reports of the school system and where the cases are now there are cases there's like covid cases coming like people are coming in with the cases and they're quarantining the kids and they're quarantining the uh the, the staff 
for those that catch it. Um, surprisingly, though, there are zero cases in my kids' middle school. Like nobody in the middle school, none of the teachers, none of the students got it yet. So, I mean, that's just that's the highlight of that whole school system. I think all the other schools, at least one kid got it or one one of the uh, staff that got it. But my kids' middle school is zero. But my kids is still home. Like they not going. Like I'm like, nah, I don't care if if don't nobody in the whole district get it. You ain't going. You know what I mean? Till they they figure something out with this thing. But um, you know, I I feel bad for because I'm hearing horror stories. I feel bad for uh like some kids. Uh, every I put it like this: every kid's situation ain't the same. All right, and every learning environment is not conducive for that kid to succeed. Now, shout out to the kids that don't have conducive learning environments and they still knocking out the A grades. Like, shout out to them. I mean, as far as multitasking and be able to do what you got to do. But if you just walk past like some of these Zoom meetings with, with the class, with the classes, I mean, you can straight up see which kids don't have conducive learning environments in the background. Like you got some kids sitting in a bed during class. You got some kids with their grandma in the back watching Young and the Restless in the background tv loud as hell like then we ain't turn it down like nana can you turn that down she'd be like no i ain't turn it down i'm watching my story you keep it down like like that dogs barking uh people coming in out the front door they got the kids set up by the front door people cold walking in like hey what's up what's up little man man like just walking in in the middle of the class i mean just not conducive you got some kids that don't have a chromebook some kids that don't have you know the laptop that they need you got some kids sitting on a Zoom call on their parents' cell phone. Now, do the math on that. I mean, they sitting on their parents' cell phone during a Zoom call for school. That tells you one or two things. One thing is they don't have a laptop. Number two, they might not have Wi-Fi in the house, and they got to use the cellular service in order for their kid to get online. So when you think about everybody not having the same type of environment in order for the kid to succeed. Like in order for your kid to succeed, you got to be able to have a quiet space somewhere away from everything else, no noise, no distractions, and have the necessary essentials or tools that your kid need to have to succeed. On top of that, you need to have a parent, a, a guardian, a, a family member, somebody to be able to monitor and make sure the child is paying attention during this situation. These ain't college students. These are kids. You know what I mean? So the kids have to be able to be set up for success. And some of these kids is being set up for failure all because of this pandemic. And it's, it's, it's bad. If you just go online and you look up school Zoom calls and you look at what's going on, you got people cussing at the teachers. You got cats being class clowns. You got cats being the distraction on screen, uh, on purpose. You know what I mean? It's just... I don't think I would have been prepared for that situation if I was my kid's age and this pandemic had happened. I mean, first of all, I'm old as hell, but if the pandemic had happened back in my day, we ain't had no internet. So we would have been, you know, it would have been uh, what we call dittos, mad dittos, mad, mad pamphlets of, of, of books, of paper that we would have had actually delivered to the house and schoolwork. It would have been busy work. It would have been like in-school suspension work. You know what I mean? For like the whole school year. And they were like, yo, you get all this done, read this many books or whatever, and you'll pass the grade. That's pretty much what it would have been. But, you know, with the, with the internet and everything like that, you know, kids be able to get, you know, the necessary things they needed to get. But I'm going to tell you right now, 
some of these kids are in bad situations. And I feel bad for the kids that don't have conducive learning environments, but they're walking around with the new joys. And I'm like, we, we got to get our priorities straight. I feel bad, man. Like, like you now, so I, I, I walk past and I'll glance on the screen, see what's going on. And I'll be like, what that kid doing? Now, that kid must be failing. You know what I mean? Not paying attention, just playing with the dog. Dad in the background playing Call of Duty. Like, it's the whole bunch of nonsense going on in the backgrounds on these Zoom calls. Like, you just got to pay attention. You know, they had one Zoom call where dude was in school. This was in uh, Mexico, though. Dude was in school. People walked in the house and robbed him. Robbed the whole house. Robbed the whole house. They, they saw everything on camera. People walk in. This is stick up. Everybody, run them. Run their pockets. You know what I mean? Then a man went over to the screen and just and, and shut the screen down. And all the other students said, like, yo, they robbing them. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you just got to you gotta be, be able to pay attention, man, and see, be able to put your kids in an environment that they're going to be able to uh, succeed in. I mean, it's not their fault they're in this situation, but some parents, like, really went all in. And their kids are going to be benefiting from that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'll give it up for, like, the, the mothers out there, like, the arts and crafty ones. Like, the ones that looked at this situation and was like, yo, my kid's environment going to be the best environment it's going to be. Like, I see some pictures posted on social media. They had them kids, like, learning situations, like, decked out. Like, new furniture. Like, decorations. Like, you know, just just, like, office space everything like just straight decked out like they made their own little offices for the kids you know what i mean but i mean those kids are going to succeed i mean if your mom did all of that or your parents did all of that for you to succeed and you still fail then you you the problem you know what i mean but you know shout out to uh, my kids mother for, for putting their envi environment in place um because their their work environment is they, they should have no reason getting all a's and if they don't get all A's, it's going to be on them. It's going to be because you didn't do the work because they got every tool that you can think of to be able to succeed in the school year. So, you know, shout out to Julio San Hensi, man. I see you say what's up, man. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, the other thing I saw uh, on, online, and, and, and here's the thing, like, we all see major things that happen, right? We all see major things that happen. Somebody blow up from the internet. Somebody become a huge success. Then you got like the copycats. The copycats come and then once copycats come everybody else is trying to do the same exact thing that the other person did to get success and then hope that their situation blow up the same way here's my question when the popeye's chicken sandwich came out and everybody went crazy that's why i knew this pandemic was going to happen because everybody was going crazy over this damn chicken sandwich and they weren't thinking about the shit they were supposed to be thinking about everybody was worried about the chicken sandwich Six to seven months, might even been a year before that Popeye's chicken sandwich. I want to say six to seven months because I think that was the time frame. Before that came out, and you can you can check my receipts on this. I put a post up. I put a post up and I said, Y'all can sleep if y'all want to, but KFC got a chicken sandwich that's better than Chick-fil-A. I said that. That was my words. And people argue with me on my post like you blaspheming. You shouldn't be saying something like that. It was like the Colonel's chicken sandwich. Right. And it was like very similar to what Chick-fil-A does. But it was crunchy and it was hot. And it had little uh, pickles on it. Had a little bit of mayonnaise on it, which Chick-fil-A don't have. And it was banging. Right. It was a good sandwich. I was like, yo, peep this sandwich. But don't buy it during the week. Buy it on Sunday when Chick-fil-A ain't open, and that way you won't feel bad about it, and you'll be right on point. 
Then like seven months later, Popeyes come out with their chicken sandwich, right? And it's big, it's a craze. The lines is crazy at Popeyes. Popeyes ain't prepared for the lines. They ain't prop, they ain't, they ain't prepared for the uh the Chick-fil-A lines and things like that. And all that's died down. Like you go to Popeyes now, it won't be no line. You can go right in there and get as many chicken sandwiches you want. No big deal, no harm, no foul. People got their taste of it. What's that boom? September. KFC supposed to come out with a new chicken sandwich, right? And I'm going, okay, you coming out with a new chicken sandwich when you already had a new chicken sandwich that obviously your marketing department didn't good, do a good enough job on. I had recognized you had a chicken sandwich that was dope. I was eating your chicken sandwich, but you wasn't doing enough advertising because now you're going to come out with a newer chicken sandwich to try to rival Popeye's. Listen, KFC, you chicken. You shouldn't be coming out with no new chicken sandwich. You was already supposed to have a chicken sandwich and you was late to the game and you had somebody else do it better than you. So you had Popeye's who was already behind KFC because y'all ain't Popeye's didn't come out before KFC. KFC been out forever. Y'all was supposed to been had the chicken sandwich. When Chick-fil-A came out and said we didn't invent the chicken, we just invented the chicken sandwich. That was a slap in the face because, con- you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken should have been had a banging chicken sandwich. Like, y'all should have been had it. So the fact that y'all say y'all coming out with a new chicken sandwich is like McDonald's saying they coming out with a new Big Mac. Like, it's not going to work. Like, your process is not going to work. Like, it's not, you're not going to get the buzz that Popeye's got. Your best bet for you to have your chicken sandwich pop off is the same thing going to have to happen with your chicken sandwich that happened to Pagla Bell's pies. Like you're going to have to get some big gay dude to do a review of your chicken sandwich and start singing Pagla Bell songs like that dude did for them sweet potato pies. That was by chance. But that one video, that viral video of that dude singing in his kitchen with that Pagla Bell pie caused them things to sell out. And that's what's going to have to happen to your sandwich, uh, KFC. I mean, that's what's going to have to happen. I don't think anything else is going to have to happen. Like you, that's the only way. Like You're going to have to get LeBron James to yell out Taco Tuesday and then be holding a KFC chicken sandwich in his hand for that thing to blow up for everybody to be like, yo, what the hell is he holding? And they're like, yo, KFC got a new chicken sandwich. Like, I don't think any commercial is going to work. I just don't, I don't see, I don't see it happening for you. I mean, if, if I had to, if I had to choose right now, if there were more Popeyes around, I would buy their chicken sandwich more, but Chick-fil-A is around me. I got two Chick-fil-A's in the same amount of distance from where I live. If I go this way, I got a Chick-fil-A. I go that way. I got a Chick-fil-A. And Popeye's is way over across town in the mall. Like that's the closest Popeye's I got to me. It's not only by it's not a by me, it's at the mall and it's inside the mall. So the, in order for me to get a Popeye's chicken sandwich, I gotta park my car at a mall parking lot, walk in the mall, go to the food court, get the sandwich, and then come. I just go Chick-fil-A. I mean, granted, y'all got a good sandwich, but I'm not. I'm not doing all that. I'm. I'm. I'll be happy if I'm happen to walk through the mall. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and pop me and give me a chicken sandwich. Real quick. That's that's what I'm gonna do. That's that's how I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna rock that out. Other thing I saw on the internet that was crazy. This this was disheartening at best. And if 
you saw this, then you know what I'm talking about. But I saw a video. This was this was so disturbing. Video of a, a guy and a little girl, a dad and a daughter, are standing outside this lady's yard, and this pit bull is barking madly at these people, barking viciously, right? And they're walking past the gate, and the dog is barking, and the dog takes off and scoots under the the fence to get out. And the owner of the dog was like, oh, he going through the fence. When that dog got around that fence, got up under that fence and ran around to where the man and the daughter was, the man jumps up on the top of the car. Top of the car, jumps up on top of the car and leaves his daughter by herself on the ground. She is screaming bloody murder. The dog doesn't come for the kid, thank God. The dog doesn't come for the kid, but the dog is loose and he's running and the little kid can see the dog. So the dog, the girl, the, the daughter is terrified. I mean, terrified. And the dad is on the roof of the car, not moving. And then at some point, the little girl yells for her dad and he tells her, go that way. Run that way. Now, everybody know if you run near a dog, whether the dog is being vicious or the dog is wanting to play, the dog is going to run after a person that's running. That, that's 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 what dog's nature. Even if a dog is playing and they're barking because all barking is doing is a dog talking. The dog is barking and you can tell if a dog is kids can't tell this, but adults should be able to tell. You can tell if the dog is playful or if a dog is vicious. It's all in their bark. It's how they. They grit their teeth. It's how they're if their tail is wagging or if it ain't, if the hair is standing up on the back of their neck. All these things are telltale signs whether the dog is attacking you or if the dog is wanting to play. So the little girl don't know that. All the dog, all the little girl here is the dog talking, the dog barking. You know what I mean? Um, the dog could have been like, yo, what y'all doing? What y'all doing? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? The dog could have been saying that as it was barking. Or it could have been like, I'm about to eat everything around here. You know what I'm saying? But the dad. As a father, this is this is what I feel. Uh, this bitch ass dude uh, really needs to not be a father. Like somebody needs to take custody of his daughter. Be like, yo, you no longer allowed to be a dad. Uh, as a responsibility, I've always told my kids, if anything gonna happen to you, it's gonna happen to me first. Period. It's gonna happen to me first. If that dog was gonna bite everybody, it was gonna bite me first. You understand what I'm saying? Like. You, as a father, your job was to take your kid and put your kid on top of that car. And whatever that dog was going to do to you, that dog was just going to do to you. Uh, period. Like, it, end of story, dude. You can recover. Uh, you can punch that dog. Like, it's a lot of things you can do um, against that dog versus what your kid can do. You understand what I'm saying? And you just look so weak sitting on top of that car with that pit bull loose around your child. And I don't get it. I don't think I want to say, I know for a fact I ain't built that way. Like, I just know for a fact I'm not built that way. I don't care if it was a lion, a bear, a, a, a dinosaur. I don't give a damn what it was. It was going to happen to me first. You don't put your kids in danger. Your child has to live their life. 
You already lived your life. You're grown. Like, save them. Like, don't let the dog get your kid. Like, how would you, how would that dude have felt if the dog had maimed his kid and he's standing on top of the car talking about, let her go, get off of her? Dude, you weak. You are weak. I, I don't know what's weaker. I don't know what's weaker. That dude sitting on top of that car, running from that pit bull while his kid is out there to defend himself, leaving her, leaving his daughter, not his kid, his daughter out there to fend for herself with a loose pit bull, or Tory Lane shooting, making a stallion in the foot. Like, like what's weaker? T- tell me what's the weaker move for the man at that at that at that moment. Tory Lane shooting Megan the Stallion in the foot. Grown ass man getting on top of a car, leaving his child out there to fend for herself against a loose pit bull. Like, tell me, tell me which one is weaker. Like, which one makes makes that man worse? I personally feel like it was the father. Like, I, I feel like. As a father, your job is to protect your child. That child don't got nothing else to do but to protect himself. Like the whole Tory Lanez thing, that's a weak individual as far as mentality and um, and a weak man as far as violence against women. Like, you know, I don't know what the whole backstory is, but, you know, strongest thing you can do as a man is walk away. Like that's 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 dead serious like strongest thing you can do a man against anything attitudinal or anything argumentative with a woman coming at you with aggression or yelling or anything else disagreements or anything else strongest thing you can do as a man is walk away like no words walk away you can be all kind of this that you ain't shit da 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 walk away like that's the best thing you can do but that image that dude better never ever be identified. That dude is not gonna be able to walk. He can't even walk her down the aisle. That father cannot walk his daughter down the aisle when she gets married. You know who can walk her down the aisle? The pit bull. If that dog is still alive, that dog should have a tuxedo on with, with a bow tie, and that dog should walk that girl down the aisle before the dad can. Like that, <laughs> that dude. Is the weakest dude I have ever met in my. Even if that wasn't my kid, even if it wasn't my kid. Now I, I will be honest. I don't like a lot of kids. Like I don't like. I love my kids. I love my kids to death. But your kid, if I was out there by myself, and then I saw a kid and a pit bull got loose, and the kid started screaming bloody murder, running. I might try to get in front of the kid if the dog was pursuing the kid. You understand what I'm saying? Like, get out of here. Like, get out of here. Or, or, or bring the dog's aggression to me. Or try to get the kid to safety. But my kids? That dog, would it would have had to be me or that dog. Like, even if that dog would have bit me, he would have known that he bit me because I would have did something back to that dog to make him recognize I shouldn't have bit that dude. I really shouldn't have. That I wasn't ready for that. You understand what I'm saying? But it was just so disheartening to see that little girl's fear and to hear her screaming in terror. And he's sitting there with his knees up on them people car, um, like a bitch. Oh man. Oh, 
I, I don't know. I've seen it twice. I've seen the video twice, and I'm just I'm a, I'm gonna leave it at that. Like I can't, mm-mm. I can't, I can't understand. Mm. Oh, that don't make me mad, man. Like always, oh, so weak, so weak, so weak. Um, what was the oh? So y'all heard about this too. Um, <laughs> so TikTok's supposed to be banned um, in the U.S. on Sunday. Like I don't, I don't think that the app is down. I think from what I understand from what the article said was um, there'll be no updates and you can't purchase like you can't download TikTok after Sunday. So if you don't have TikTok, you need to download it before Sunday because you won't be able to get it. And with it not being able to be on the app, uh, the app downloads or anything like that, then there'll, there'll be no updates. So no updates will be pushed towards uh, TikTok. So basically, the app is going to die away. It's basically going to die away because it's kind of like. You know, it's like if you have a version of something and they keep doing updates to it, and you keep getting the old version of it, and all you have is the old version, you don't have any updates or anything like that, it'll just die away. Like eventually it won't work and it'll just die down, and people just, you know, are gonna go out and find something else. I mean, Instagram came out with Reels, which is supposed to be like the rival, or basically what Instagram always does is just take stuff from people, but they're supposed to take that away, like take that off the the uh the element of TikTok is it's just gonna die away now. If I was Joe Biden, I'm making a campaign thing. I'm like, yo, I'm bringing TikTok back. <laughs> like, like you know, there was enough people on TikTok that are of voting, uh, voting age that uh, that will be pretty ticked off if TikTok stays gone. I mean, there's some people that actually make livings from that. They actually have revenue from being on TikTok influencer and things like that. So, um. I feel like, you know, you know, nothing's out of bounds. I mean, you know, if you're really trying to win the election, you know, go the opposite. Everything that, that Donald Trump is for, you go the other way. And then that's how you're going to find out, you know, where the people lie. I mean, um, like, don't don't get it twisted. Like, don't forget that Trump didn't win the popular vote. He won the Electoral College. And that's the difference. You had more people voting against Trump um, than you had, um, you know, then you had people that, I mean, the, the numbers supported Hillary Clinton, but Trump won the electoral college. They they won, they won, they won the system. They didn't win the election. So you got to look at it for that, for that standpoint. Um, and Kashmir just put in <laughs> this election is determined by TikTok. I really feel, and it's sad, it's sad if that is the whole situation. But I think Trump is going the wrong route on this one. I really do. I really feel like he made he's making the wrong decision. I know he has something against China. I, I get it. I, I I get that he has something against China. And I feel like this is something for him to try to put like pain on to China. But I think it's the wrong element because there's so many people in the US that use TikTok. Like this there's a lot of people they use it and they get entertainment from it. But I feel like I think Trump is trying to do the right thing because he wants an American company to purchase it. But by banning it before the election, if you lose because of that, oh, he's going to be mad. I mean, he's going to be mad. I mean, that's going to be an ugly situation for you to lose the presidency. I mean, in the history books, it's going to be crazy. You're going to lose the presidency of, of, a, of a child, a child application. TikTok. 
Like, that's the reason why I can see the documentaries now, like why Trump lost the election because of TikTok. Not not his policy, not his beliefs in the system, but TikTok. You know, other thing that I felt like I, I needed to mention and I saw um, that Trump did was pass this um, this law to promote pro-America uh, history in schools. And I will say this and I put a tweet out about it. Uh, yesterday, um, you can put as much history as you want or teach the history that you want to teach um, in a school system that you want to try to make things pro-American. But you will never, ever, ever, ever erase the fact of what you did to Africans coming over to this country and my ancestors. Like, you're not going to be able to do that. Like, I will have to teach my kids myself. Like, I don't, I don't need school to teach my kids where they come from or what background um, their ancestors had in this country. And for you to promote one agenda and not try to eliminate the other that make it seem like America has always been this great country, it's been great for some, but it hasn't been great for all. And you need to tell the whole story and atone for it. You know what I mean? Admit where the, where the wrong happened. You understand know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's one thing to know the American history that I got in school. When I go through my American history of what I got in school, it, it didn't teach me the truth. It didn't teach me everything that I was supposed to know. I had to learn those things on my own, uh, through my own readings and through going to college and getting different backgrounds and things like that and hearing stories and hearing about things that happened throughout the American history. Black Wall Street was not taught to me in school. Black Wall Street was not taught to anybody in school. But when you hear the truth about Black Wall Street and you hear that it was a progressive town in Oklahoma of all black people, of wealth and of great stature and it got burned down and those people got murdered because of their success. Why would you not teach that? Like, why was that not a part of my history? Why would you leave that out? Why would you not choose to tell that story? But yet you talk about one of the worst terrorist acts that ever happened on American soil was 9-11. And then you talk about another tragedy that happened with the shooting at the concert in Las Vegas. And it said, this is one of the worst um tragedies that ever happened on American soil where American citizens were murdered by another American citizen. And I was like, yeah, but y'all didn't think, what about Black Wall Street? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but nobody had ever heard of it. You know what I mean? Until they came out with, um, what is it? The Watch, uh, what is it? Uh, what was the TV show? The, the one on HBO uh, that came out with um, Regina, uh, Regina uh, Hall. Not Regina Hall. Regina King. Regina King, she was on that on the uh, on that on that television show, the television series, and they discussed Black Wall Street on the first episode. It's like so so like th those are those are situations where I have to take the responsibility and teach my children. Like I have to take that responsibility to teach my children the American history that they're not going to teach you in school. Like you know, um, they didn't call it slavery. My kids learned about slavery in school, but they didn't call it slavery. They called it Western expansion. Come on, like let's call it what it was. Like, don't 
don't sugarcoat it. Like, tell my kids what it was. Like, and the same thing when my kids were in school, my kids are in seventh grade now, but they were in fifth and sixth grade. They learned about King Tut and uh, Hotep and all these other things, and Cleopatra and everything like that. And I asked my kids, did they tell you they were black? Did they tell you they look like you? Did they tell you that they were of color? She's like, no. I was like, they were. I was like, look at the, the hieroglyphics. Look at the color of the people on the hieroglyphics. That's your tone. That's your skin tone. That you, They look like you. They didn't look like what they're trying to make you seem like. You know what I mean? So those are the type of things that you, you got to be able to, to teach your kids. And it's my responsibility. It's not the school's responsibility. It's like, make sure my kids are educated. I give my kids reading material to make sure they read in addition to what they get in school. Not because I want them to be smarter. I want them to be knowledgeable of what they're not teaching you in school. You're going to be knowledgeable about what they teach you in school, but I want you to know more than what they teach you in school because I want you to be prepared. And I don't want you out here speaking unintelligently about things that you're supposed to know about, period. End the story. That's 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 pretty, basically how I feel about it. But um, it's just me ranting. It's just me ranting. I miss the stage. I do. I truly do. I miss getting on stage. I miss being able to tell jokes. Shout out to all my uh, comedian compadres that's out here still braving the elements, man, and doing your thing and grinding um, like you don't know, uh, like nobody's business, man. I appreciate the fact that you guys are still um, out here grinding. I'm praying for y'all, though, because I don't want anything to happen y'all health-wise. I don't want nothing to happen to your family health-wise. But I understand. But all of us have to make personal decisions for ourselves. You know, shout out to everybody. I don't knock anybody that's out there doing their business. I don't knock anybody there that's still taking shows. I don't like anybody that's out there doing their thing. Do what you have to do to provide for your family. That's what our 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 jobs are. You know what I mean? I had to make a personal decision based off my family, based off my health, and based off my family's health, not to take on any shows. So hopefully that changes soon. Like hopefully I will be able to hit the stage again. But until then, man, I'll just continue to write, continue to make sure I, I keep my my um, chops ready. Um, like I said, I did the shows in June. I felt good about them, uh, about my material, but I didn't feel good about being on stage. Like I didn't feel comfortable out there. It was, it was real uncomfortable. It was real shaky. Uh, people laughing with no mask in your direction. Ugh. You know what I mean? It's just a, it's a different feeling. You know what I mean? So. You know, shout out to everybody that's still, uh, you know, knocking that out. And um, my, my my normal podcast, which is released every Tuesday, um, I got a dope guest that I'm recording for next Tuesday. So make sure y'all tune in to that next episode because that's going to be a good one. So make sure y'all tune into that. And um, if y'all want to ask me any questions, make sure y'all hit me up on blisspodcast at gmail.com, blisspodcast at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, criticisms, anything else that you want to know about the podcast, just hit me up on that. Blizzard's Ignorant Podcast can be found on three different platforms. It can be on uh, th three or four. I think uh, Google. I think it's on Google Play now, too. But uh, the main platforms is Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you find the podcast on any one of those three, hit me up. Make sure y'all look at my YouTube page, Comedian J Bliss. Content on there. I got comedians chopping it up. HBCU stories, all type of information is on there. And um, hey, you know, that's that's just what it is, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, and this is a little different for me because I'm 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 rambling, but at the same time, I'm just trying to do different avenues. I might hit this up every other Friday or every Friday 
where I just do a live one. But I wanted to be more interactive. So if you're on here, got a question, you got a comment, you got a criticism, go ahead and hit it out there. Shoot it out there. Let me know what's good. I'll shout you out. And we just do it that way. And I don't even know if this recorded properly, but if it did, it'll be posted onto the podcast. If not, this will just be out here on my on my YouTube and on my Facebook and on my Periscope and all the other stuff that I'm broadcasting to right now. So, yo, appreciate y'all tuning in. Thank y'all for uh, being a part of this uh, live event. And um, I'm going to holler at y'all next time. Peace.